This is News Source 1 Michiana. Your balanced source of news for the community. Welcome to Michiana Speak Out with Keith Thews. An interactive podcast where we can talk to you or you can speak to us. The show begins right after the national news. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. U.S. employers added just 194,000 jobs in September. It's the second straight tepid gain and evidence that many companies are struggling to fill millions of open jobs with the pandemic continuing its grip on the economy. The Labor Department also reports the unemployment rate fell to 4.8 percent from 5.2 percent in August. Supply chain bottlenecks have worsened, slowing factories, restraining home builders, and emptying some store shelves. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting, the economy is showing some signs of emerging from the drag of the Delta variant of the coronavirus. With confirmed new COVID-19 infections declining, restaurant traffic is picking up slightly, and consumers are eager to spend. Also at SRNews.com, a suicide bomb attack. But a mosque in the Afghan city of Kunduz has killed at least 50 people and many more have been injured. It's the deadliest assault since U.S. forces left. The blast took place during Friday prayers when it would have been packed with worshippers. ISK, a franchise of the wider Islamic State group, has repeatedly targeted Afghanistan's Shia minority in the past. In recent weeks, the militants have stepped up a campaign of attacks against the Taliban, largely in the east of the country. IS and the Taliban are fierce rivals, and the Taliban say they've arrested dozens of members of the group. However, the continuation of violence in the country, even after the Taliban takeover, has been met with dismay by ordinary Afghans. BBC correspondent Sekunder Kamani. The 2021 Nobel Peace Prize awarded to journalist Maria Rasa of the Philippines and Dmitry Moratov of Russia. The Norwegian Nobel Committee cited their fight for freedom of expression, stressing that it is vital in promoting peace. Stocks are mixed now. The Dow ahead 23 points, but the Nasdaq is down 34. This is SRN News. A new study of Christians in America. The fundamental finding of the American Worldview Inventory from Arizona Christian University is that while a lot of people call themselves believers, not too many of them actually qualify. In fact, the ACU report indicates that only 6% of all those who identify as Christians truly believe the fundamental things that a Christian would. The various other categories of Christians, according to the study, harbor beliefs that amount to heresy. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Kentucky's Republican Attorney General is seeking another shot at defending an embattled 2018 pro-life law in court. That measure would ban one second trimester procedure used in many abortions. Attorney General Daniel Cameron is saying that he hopes his legal team can persuade the Supreme Court at a hearing next Tuesday to let him to defend the law before the Federal Appeals Court. This is SRN News. A U.S. Senator coming to the aid of Gold Star Families. In the bid to erect a memorial for their loved ones at the National Mall. Bob Agnew reports. Gold Star spouse Jane Horton says a memorial for the global war on terror is long overdue. We have been fighting pretty hard as Gold Star families to ensure that our loved ones are being honored in the proper way that they should. Gold Star families have a strong ally in Iowa Senator Joni Ernst. She says there's no reason to oppose her bipartisan bill. It's 100% privately funded. Its rightful place is on the National Mall. Gold Star spouse Jane Horton and Senator Jody Ernst were interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agnew reporting. Hawaii forming a task force to study the issue of missing and murdered Native Hawaiian women and girls. The state aims to gather data and identify the reasons behind the problem. Native Hawaiians are disproportionately represented among the state's sex trafficking victims. More details at SRNews.com. I'm John Scott. News Nation this hour, I'm Ryan Burrow. Today's relatively weak Labor Department reports being held up as evidence the pandemic still has a grip on the U.S. economy. Diane Swank is chief economist at Grant Thornton in Chicago. The bottom line is, you know, change the course of the virus, change the course of cases, and you change the course of the economy. 
Employers added 194,000 jobs last month, but economists were expecting half a million. Flash floods from a slow-moving storm have killed four people in central Alabama, including a toddler, and it's still threatening areas across the southeast today. News Nation's Albert Ramon. Flash flood watches extend from Georgia into the western Carolinas, and we're looking at flooding rains being reported right now, especially in south-central sections of Georgia. Waves of rain since Tuesday have been hanging over Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida's panhandle, moving into the Carolinas late last night and overnight. An Associated Press investigation found that a group of chiropractors has become an influential force in stirring up anti-COVID-19 vaccine and mask information. A number of them were behind a recent anti-vax convention in Wisconsin. It was attended by people from across the U.S. Dr. Francis Collins at the National Institutes of Health hopes Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for younger kids gets regulator approval before the winter months, but says a thorough review of Pfizer's data is top priority. We want to be sure it's done right. We want to give parents absolute confidence if this is approved, that everything has been considered as far as the safety and the efficacy. Today on News Nation's Morning in America, he says the Delta variant will spread easily during the winter months. He's concerned about what that'll mean for unvaccinated younger students and just reopened school campuses. This year's Nobel Peace Prize goes to two journalists. Laureate Maria Ressa founded a Manila-based news outlet that focuses on Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte and human rights. I call it out. I have firsthand knowledge of how these, how my rights, my personal rights have been abused, how a president could target me on nationwide addresses. And laureate Dmitry Muratov, who's a co-founder of an independent newspaper in Russia, focusing on aspects of society rarely covered. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Ryan Burrow. And you are tuned in to Michiana Speak Out on Friday, October the 8th, 2021 on the all-new News Source 1 Michiana. How are you doing out there? Boy, I have to say it has been a challenge for me this week. I told you the other day that my vehicle, um, the water pump broke, um, the uh, pulley and then snapped the serpentine belt and that's going to cost me big bucks as it would be for anybody else and then waiting on a vehicle to get worked on in the shop which has been scheduled for the end of the month so it's caused me to be thinking of how to uh, rearrange recording times and interview times and everything else for the show and so uh, moving until the vehicle is repaired my interviews will be happening before the show, obviously, but it will be done in the morning. Uh, so any of my interviews that I will be doing with any of you will happen between 9.45 and 10 o'clock in the morning for playing in the afternoon. And uh, so things are going to be a little bit weird as far as uh, logistic-wise, but bear with me. We still are going to be having a good show in the afternoon for all of you in Michiana. Boy, it has been a nice day so far. Uh, temperatures are warming up into the 80s, so get out and enjoy it. I know we had our bouts of rain, uh, but it looks like we're going to be in for a, a pretty darn good weekend. Well, coming up today, as part of this crazy logistics, we're going to go back into the archives of three of the interviews that I have done uh, from the past of SME Community Radio. On the 16th, we have a jam that is coming up. It's not hosted by News Source One, but it is hosted by our good friend Jim Looney of Goshen. I've been trying to get a chance to interview him. He's got a new phone. It's been given some issues, uh, but I look forward to talking to him more about this jam. It's a gospel jam at his church and so we're going to go back to the archives and hear the first interview with Jim uh, coming up on our show today and then we're going to be talking about a race at the Michiana Events Center coming up soon in just a few weeks uh, my interview I did at the South Bend Motor Speedway so we'll have that and then we're going to be talking again uh, reviewing with Pastor Joel Irvin about his nice devotion that he puts on, which is called Happy and Whole in Him. So we're going back to the archives today on Michiana Speak Out as we're transitioning and getting all the kinks worked out for, uh, for the show moving forward. 
So anyway, you guys get out there and enjoy it. Be aware, Sylvia has a very important message, which we're going to be sharing next, about helping those who need help from the Salvation Army this Christmas season. She put out the plea. She does go to the Salvation Army in Elkhart, and they put on a very great community assistant. And so uh, let's go ahead and listen to that. You are listening to Michiana Speak Out on the all-new New Source One, Michiana. Here is some upcoming information of how to apply for Christmas assistance 2021 at the Elkhart Salvation Army. They will begin taking applications electronically beginning October 25th and running through November 8th. You can apply at www.saangeltree.org. These applications must be completed by November 8th for you to be considered for Christmas assistance. You must include everyone who is living in your household on your application. You must upload the following documents into your application to be considered for assistance. They are a current driver's license or government issued ID or passport, proof of address that is in the last 30 days and no junk mail, proof of all income including food stamps, and you must provide birth certificates for all children ages 14 and under. Keep a close eye on your email for updates and reminders regarding your application pickup date and time. If you need assistance, Christmas assistance, keep an eye out for the appointed dates for the Salvation of Elkhart. Once again, they will begin accepting electronic holiday electronically October 25th through November 8th at www.saangeltree.org. Take care and have a wonderful day. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources, and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. Monday, October the 12th is going to be Columbus Day and or Indigenous Peoples Day, whatever one you so choose to call it. That means that some banks will not be open and that mail will not be sent or delivered on that day. So be aware it is a holiday so things won't be the same. This friendly reminder from News Source 1, Michiana. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Okay. That's good. This is Keith from Michigan Speak Out talking to a good friend of mine from Goshen, Indiana, Mr. Jim Looney. And Jim is in charge of a music jam that happens once a month down in the Maple City of Goshen. And so, um, Jim, I'm going to turn things over to you. Uh, talk about what the name of this jam is and give us a little bit of information. Well, it started back a little while I, as ever, a lot of people that know me know I ran a band called the Four Aces, and I decided and stuff, and God kind of got a hold of me, and uh, I've turned my life completely around compared to those days, and uh, in the, I've got to thinking one day about how a lot of other bars and other places are doing their open mic jam thing. And I said, well, you know, if the devil can use that, then uh, may, God ought to be able to use the same scenario in the churches. Okay. So with that idea in mind, I went to the pastor, and he says, well, 
I would like to have you head that up. I said, okay, so here we are. I've been doing it for, it's been going on like once a month for probably the last six months or something like that. All right. Uh, with the exception of the, the 4th of July. Uh, I try to schedule the dates uh, like the first Saturday in every month. But there again, whenever you're looking at things like the 4th of July holiday and people are going on vacation and things, and they need to and deserve to spend time with their families out of state. So it's kind of up in the air. As for example, I try to work with other churches as well because I'm finding out that a lot of other churches are starting to do the same thing which I okay. praise the Lord for that. Amen to that. And um, by them doing theirs, so we need to coincide with dates so we don't have the same thing at their dates and ours too. So our next one is going to be on October the 16th at the uh, church. Uh, it's Church of God, House of Prayer. It's uh, located at 110 Hackett Road. We will start at 5 o'clock and go to 8. But there again, uh, sometimes it goes a little farther. It has gone uh, up to like 8.45 at, at a couple times. But, you All know, right. we don't put a timeline on the, the Lord. We don't put a timeline on somebody that needs prayer. We don't put a timeline on any of that. There's no timeline on the altar call or of anything. If they feel they need prayer, they want to come to God at that point. And we encourage them to do so whenever that they get convicted enough to do so. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and so tell us the name of the jam. What, what's the name of this jam? Because I used to run... Call the, House of Prayer Praise Team. Okay, House of Prayer Praise Team, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And how many musicians have come, and from where have they come? No, I've had them come from LaPorte. I've had them come from uh, Knox, Indiana. Uh, then there's others that have came from uh, North Liberty. Some have came from uh, Webster. And uh, places like that around and everything. And, uh, you know, we try to give the, those that travel any distance a little more time on there because it's not fair for one or two songs uh, for them to have to travel that far. We want to use them as much as we possibly can when they do come. I understand and, that. Uh, and so our local musicians, the ones that are in the church, we We'll do one or two songs ourselves or something and to allow the time for others that drive the distance to uh, come and do so. All right. And what's been the reaction so far since you've been doing the jams? Um, and how many people have attended? Well, let's see. At one, The first time it was like 34, 30 to 40 people somewhere. I'm just guessing, guessing here. Wow. And then the uh, second time was more like 50. And um, it's been kind of stabilized between 50 and uh, 60 people mm -hmm. uh, off and on. And, uh, I mean, the church seating has plenty of seating for that, especially for social distances, those that want to and everything in that end of it. But... Um, We've had a great time in the Lord in doing this, and I feel like God has really blessed that ministry. Amen to that. And I was invited, our band was invited, Fishers of Men, to go down there, and you guys welcomed us to open arms. It was great to see you again, and praise God that he's turned your life around, Jim, on, on where you were and where you're at now. That, that just praises, just makes me excited. So tell me, um, what are some of the groups that perform at the jam? And as we wrap up the interview, um, can you tell us how they can get in touch with you or whoever would be the, the best coordinator? Well, sure. Some of the other groups, um, they're not really considered themselves a group. Uh, it's like the Dares from uh, Knox, Indiana. They are a husband and wife team, and they use soundtracks when they sing. And then, then we have uh, Mike Elkins which uh, they, he has been known in quite a different areas around the whole church and many different churches. And he has a ministry of his own. 
and we're happy that he comes and shares with us as well. And then, uh, then there's a few others that, uh, you know, like they come as single people, single singers. There's not really a group involved there, but groups are welcome to come. And uh, we encourage that. And uh, as far as um, the contact information, they can always contact me. My phone number is uh, 574-343-9722. And due to getting a lot of spam calls and stuff, I encourage them to leave a message. And uh, I promise I will call them back. Um, sometimes uh, it gets very irritating uh, whenever you're thinking you're talking to somebody and about this and come to find out it's somebody wanting to do a car warranty thing. Hopefully uh -huh. everybody understands that, but... Uh, if I don't answer right away or anything, I, like I say, I encourage them to leave a voicemail. Okay, so give us the name of the jam again, the time of it's being the next jam, and your phone number one more time. Okay, it's going to be called the uh, House of Prayer Praise Team, and it is at 110 Hackett Road in Goshen, Indiana, very simple to get to. And the, the uh, phone number again is 574-343-9722. All right. And so to find Hackett Road, I had a little trouble with that. Um, so can you give us the best, easiest information while we still have about a minute left? Yeah. If you're familiar with Goshen, Indiana, you get on State Road 15 and go north. As you uh, go over the bridge or the bypass for the railroad, uh, you'll just keep heading north. You'll come to a stoplight, which is Weldon Avenue, but you don't turn there. You keep going straight. You will see a Marathon gas station on the uh, left-hand side of the road. When you get to that gas station, that road that goes into there is called Hackett Road. You do not turn to go to the gas station. You turn uh, right. And as soon as you make the turn, you will see the church on the right-hand side. All right. Well, Jim, thank you so much for, for joining us and to promote the jam. And I really appreciate the, the time and, and being able to schedule us. And I told you this recording would be real easy. Yep. It was easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh -huh. So I will get you the link to the program this afternoon when I post it. And thanks so much, Jim. And I look forward to jamming with you guys on the 16th. All right. Well, we'd be happy to have you and anyone else that would like to come. They don't have to uh, be a singer or anything like that. They want to just come to enjoy the music ministry that my our, our band and our group has and uh, other groups that come in. They will be more than welcome. And it is also kid-friendly. So bring All your right. children. We Excellent. don't turn nobody away. And free of charge. Exactly. If you want a good entertaining night out that's not going to cost you a dime, that's the place to go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jim. I got to get back to work, but we got more coming up on the show. So thank you, All Jim. Right. And we will talk to everybody here shortly with more in the show on Michigan Speak Out. Thanks, Jim. All right. Yep. And God bless you. Yep. Bye-bye. We'll be coming back with more in the show. Get ready for launch of Captain Kirk into space. Yes, William Shatner, age 90 from Canada, is taking a real trip into space. 9.30 a.m. October 12th. We will be carrying the coverage on New Source One, Michiana's Facebook group. Get ready, the clock is ticking and the age barrier is going to break again. Age 90 into space. Stay tuned. The countdown continues. Hey, it's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, 
remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Monday edition of Michigan Speak Out with Keith Hughes and Ron Varash talking racing from the last week of racing over at Southampton Motor Speedway. And joining me is Roger Binkley, who has a special major racing event coming up in Shipshawana at the Michigan Event Center. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. So tell us about this event. What's it called? And, and give us a lowdown. So this event that we're having out there at uh, Shipshawana uh, Center, um, it's in Shipshawana, Indiana. Um, it's actually a karting event. Um, we've got uh, nine different cart classes, uh, one, right. of, one of them being the mini wedges that we're running here at South Bend tonight. All right. And so is it a full race or a car show or a little both? Um, well, we, we're trying to get some vintage cars out there uh, okay. to put in the concourse area, um, you know, just for show for those. Um, but no, the, the race that we're putting on, or the event that we're putting on, is going to be it's going to be full blown um, heat races uh, features. All right. So, and what type of track are you setting up over there, or is it already existing? Uh, well, the track that we're uh, we're we're putting together, um, it's uh, it's going to be a dirt track, um, oval track for the guys. All right. Uh, a lot of uh, what we're going to be getting is a lot of uh, flat track carts. Okay. Um, which normally run on bigger tracks, but given the size that we have inside the arena. Um, um, you know, the track's going to be a little, it's going to be quite a bit smaller, but um, last year we had uh, about 125 uh, driver entries. Oh, wow, that's a good amount. Uh, a lot of those drivers, they run several classes, so, I mean, we had a pretty good uh, pretty good amount for, for our cart classes last year. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And what's the speeds on the track? Oh, geez, I don't know. Last year we didn't do any timing or anything like that. Uh, this year we are going with transponders. So, okay. So, I mean, we'll be able to tell a little bit more this year. All right. And so what's the turnout been like with COVID and the Delta variant, the Delta Plus variant? How is that affecting this event coming up? Uh, last year we, it was kind of hesitant if we were even going to have it. Um, but we kind of waited out, waited out. And it's over in LaGrange County. So, I don't want to say they have different rules or whatever, but, uh, I mean, they still got their stipulations and everything. Um, so last year, I mean, we was able to, uh, we had over 500 people in there. Okay. Uh, biggest thing there is, is they've got uh, air exchangers and everything in there running all the time. So it's exchanging the air um, in the ceiling um, and pulling new air in, you know, constantly. Um, this year here, um, so far with the COVID numbers, I mean, they're going up in our area here in Elkhart County. Um, over in LaGrange County, I've been watching some of the numbers and talking with the MEC. Um, I mean, right now, they don't seem to think that they're having a big problem with uh, the COVID numbers and everything over there. I mean, they're continuing to have uh, events every weekend. All right. Uh, so. And how long does it take to put the track together? Uh, well, the, the MEC actually puts the track together for us. Oh, okay, uh, we, that's good. We kind of give them, you know, some of our, uh, you know, ideas, uh, you know, and stipulations of, of how we want the track. Um, but uh, so uh, it usually takes them about uh, four or five days or whatever to get the track, you know, um, ready to go for us. Uh -huh. um, because the week before, they actually pull all the dirt out um, in the arena area uh, for another event that they have. So and then they put it back in and pack it all down and, and make us a racetrack. All right. So give us the, the date, the times and the price. Okay. Um, well, we are on Facebook. It's uh, Shipshawana Indoor Racing Series um, on Facebook. You can check us out on there. We do have flyers on there. Um, the date this year is going to be October 30th. Um, our registration and everything opens at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking racing is going to start, I think, around 10 o'clock-ish or so. Okay. Um, so, um, but like I say, we have do have flyers out there on uh on uh, Ships One Indoor Racing Series on Facebook. You can check that uh, site out. So, got all the information on there our start times and the dates and all, what classes we're running. Um, so, even I got the purse money on there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, you can uh, email me. Um, my email address is uh, bbracing4 at aol.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest way, um, and or uh, message me on Facebook. I am on Facebook. 
Um, like I say, uh, you can if you get on our page, uh, uh, ships on in a racing series um, like that page there. Um, you can message me on there too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Roger. Good to meet you. And uh, looks like they're getting ready from the recording time to do an opening ceremonies of uh, first responders because it is the uh, 20th anniversary of 9/11. Hard to believe, isn't it? I know that it is. It's been a long time. Uh, but I tell you what, I think everybody can everybody can remember where they were at that point in time. And I know we've been sharing that on our podcast channel um, for the last couple of days. And Sylvia has a great podcast. Want everybody checked it out. So thank you so much, Roger, and best of luck on the on the event. All right, thank you. Yep, we've been talking to Roger here from an event that's coming up at the Mech Michigan Event Center in Shipshawada. More from Michigan Speak Out coming up. Next Reality Studios, located at 1100 North Chicago Avenue in Goshen, is your hot community spot for virtual reality. 20,000 square feet of VR fun. Social and community groups can use the Innovation Center for various trainings and events. Very easy to find at the Old Bag Factory. Look them up on Facebook and call ahead to book a time slot. Walk-ins are welcome too. Doing all right. How are you doing today, Keith? Fine. Did you have any trouble connecting? Actually, it was spinning for a little while and it gave me a, a didn't work and I think now we're good. So... Yeah, we are connected. So, yeah, um, we're talking to Pastor Joel Irvin, part of our SME community radio staff. And uh, just about two weeks ago, I was looking on Facebook and saw on Pastor Joel's personal page and the church page uh, a little milestone in regards to SME community radio. And uh, let us know what that post was all about there, Joel. Well, yeah, Keith. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me on aboard. And last year you had uh, invited me to do something of a devotional for SME Radio. And it was about that time uh, we're, we're in the middle of the pandemic and um, a lot of people were afraid, you know, fearing COVID and, and everything that came with that, you know, and people I knew were dying. But I also noticed there's another super spreader event happening. Uh, there was a plague of negativity going around. And it just seemed after some conversations with you that, you know, perhaps one way that I could help the community. And I would even say for my own sanity as I was trying to plan a church. And, and they didn't give me any pandemic training and all my church training. So, uh, you know, in kind of a once in a lifetime event that... Um, how, how do we navigate these tricky waters of our days? There's all the political tension. There's racial divides. I understand that. That's for sure. I mean, it was wild. I don't think any pastors were prepared for such an event. And so it's been, what, one year now since we've been having a happy and whole in him. And we're waiting for Joel to reconnect. Those things do happen. And uh, so, yeah, bringing uh, Pastor Joe on board to chat about uh, one year of this great segment devotional that we have here on the on the podcast channel. It used to be on uh, iRadio, and then we went to Zeno, and now we're over here on on Anchor. Back? Are you back with us, Joel? I hope so. Can you hear me, Keith? There we go. There we go. And so, um, tell us about some of the favorite topics and shows that you can recall over this last year. Um, I don't know. I would say that just really discovering, I think every individual wants to be happy and every individual wants to know they belong. And so I would say a lot of the ones just holding forth, uh, the good news of the gospel that, that Jesus, I mean, the kind of the verse that became the thing that launched the happy and whole in him was kind of a lodestone for me during the difficult time they're going through, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And it was just a, a powerful verse that, one, it tells us that we can find rest. There was a place we could find rest in a time when we're all burdened. But also at the same time, there is a yoke that we take. We're going to wear a yoke no matter what, but Jesus is saying, his yoke is actually a kind yoke. And perhaps the most central part of that passage, you know, in all the Gospels, there's only one place where Jesus kind of tells you what gets him up in the morning and he holds forth his heart. And it's right there in that verse. He says, for I'm 
gentle and lowly in heart. And in a real sense, Jesus was saying to me, and I hope others were hearing the message, that he had the most understanding and accessible heart in the whole universe. He's the most kindest person who's ever walked the planet, even though he's fully God. And he really wanted us in that time to begin to lean on him and to trust in him, not trust in, in just the circumstances around us and let those define us. So I'd say the, the devotionals that were really linked to that were just healing balm to myself and hopefully for others as well. Yeah, they have definitely been quite uh, eye-opening and, and, and thought-provoking, that's for sure. And now you're into the book written by Jesus's brother, the book of James. Yeah, I think we're about 35 devotions in on that. And I just wanted to spend some time with someone who saw Jesus up close and personal. He wasn't even a believer in Jesus at one point. And after he saw Jesus resurrected from the dead, he must have come to faith. And so, so yeah, that's been a, a really a wonderful uh, book to walk through with people. And just, I, I, I hope that it's been a real benefit. It's been a benefit to me, even as I do the devotionals. So. Mm -hmm. And what time do you normally record these devotionals and get them posted into our library to, to be played either in the morning or in the afternoon or both? Yeah, I usually get everything recorded on Monday, Tuesday at the latest for the whole week. And I, I generally upload those, the sermon audio, another site in the evening, late in the evening. But then in the morning, I'll usually post them on Facebook and then also on the podcast. So, Okay. And uh, for those of out here in Elkhart or South Bend that doesn't know about Heart City Church, where is it located? What time is worship? And is there any new ministries or current ministries that your church offers right now? Yeah, um, Jamie and I uh, were lifelong Elkhart residents, and we've for a long time wanted to plant a, a church, a Bible-believing church in the downtown area. A lot of churches have sadly fled the inner city. Um, so we're located right now. We actually, beginning of this year, we purchased the old bank building. That two-story bank building was owned by Chemical and then TCF. on three, It's 303 uh, South 3rd Street, so we're located right in the heart of the downtown city. Um, yeah, and we, we're seeking to provide worship. We're worshiping every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, we also have a Bible study that goes on. He'll be going on here in just a few hours on Thursdays. We meet and start at 6.30. Um, we're seeking to provide worship that's accessible and represents the folks who live here. I mean, I we deliberately planted in the downtown. You know, we're not seeking to be diverse for the sake of being demographically reflective, but simply trying to reach the folks that God's ordained to live in this area. And so um, we're trying to be in the city, for the city, praying for this city. And actually, we find our peace there. That's what Jeremiah tells us. So we pray for this city and we seek to be a part of it. As far as ministries, we're really just starting to get geared up. I mean, the pandemic really, I mean, in one sense, it took a lot of steam out of everything we had planned because we launched right before it hit. And now we're kind of, we, give us time to refocus our vision. Um, and so we're really looking to launch uh, our, our particular focuses right now, as far as ministries um, outside of just the church and the gospel, which is primary. Um, we're doing some parenting workshops. We're actually uh, doing, it's through Triple P. We found that was a real need. Jamie and I have been foster parents for about six years now. And oh, after wow. the pandemic hit, there was a lot of parents suddenly stuck at home with their kids and it's hard to be a parent. And so we want to provide these parenting workshops. We're going to have a couple exploratory ones, ones in September end of, I think it's September 20th. We have a second one um, that's going to be in November and these are kind of exploratory. Um, and then we're also, we have a, currently a foster uh, care, foster parent support group that Jamie and I are a part of that we've been hosting in our building. Um, we're really looking to try to, to help parents, that's going to be one of the biggest parts of our vision. We're we're not trying to be everything to everybody. We we have a very very particular focus as far as how can we be helping parents and and helping to reach the younger generation, um, being for the city, helping them parent, and obviously we're trying to reach kids with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, amen to that. And so, uh, if anybody needs to get in touch with you or with Heart City Church, what's the best way they can do it? Well, um, there's a few ways. You can always join us for worship, 11 o'clock, 303, come and see. Um, we also uh, have a website up, Heart City Church. Um, and if you go to our website, you can find out lots of information. You can, we have our live, we have our YouTube channel where we're live streaming our services for those who prefer to join us right now at home due to the pandemic. Um, and there's, you can find the email information on there. 
And also, you can um, look us up on Facebook. I, I, I always post also to our own Facebook page all of our sermons and our, and our devotionals and other things. And so you can find out more about Heart City Church and what we're about. All right. Sounds good. And, and Joel, it has been such a great partnership and one that's going to be continuing for quite some time to come between you as an SME Community Radio. Thank you as a station manager for being a part of us. And thank you for continuing to be a part of us moving in through the rest of 2021 and beyond. All right. Thank you so much, Keith. Appreciate you inviting me aboard and you have yourself a wonderful afternoon. Okay. All right, you too. And we're going to be talking after we come back after these messages with the Excel Center. We're going to talk to Mike Gallo and learn about that. That is actually meeting in a church a little bit further to the south of Hard City Church. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mission Speak Out. God bless and take care there, Joel. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Hard City Church. You and I live in a world that says you matter. You make the headlines if you're rich or smart, if you look subjectively beautiful, or if you can run fast or throw or hit a ball really hard. I want to hold up before you today, my friend, a woman who was none of the above, Irina Sendler. Have you ever heard of her? She should be one of the people in modern history who we can truly call a hero. In fact, in 2007, a year before she died, she was in the running for the Nobel Peace Prize. What did she do, Joel? Irina saved around 2,500 Jewish children during the Nazi reign in Poland. How did she do that? One by one. She smuggled them out through sewer pipes. She wheeled them out in suitcases. She hid them in ambulances. Irina had all kinds of clever ways. She would put a vicious dog in the backseat of her car in case she encountered checkpoints. It's kind of hard to hear a whimpering child when you're distracted by a dog in the backseat that's trying to eat you. <laughs> Irina knew it was wrong to kill and to experiment on Jews and their children, but she lived in a world that had abandoned the truth. And so she took it upon herself to rescue and save as many as she could. That is what the Apostle James is encouraging as he concludes his letter in chapter 5 verses 19 and 20, he writes, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Did you ever have the experience as a child of wandering off and not knowing where you were? Or perhaps you were the parent you have a terrifying memory of having lost your child. The word for wander in the Greek is the word we get planets from. You see, planets were mysterious to the ancients because they would wander across the sky in contrast to the stars. Now, back in James 1.16, James had used the verbal form of this to warn us about not being deceived by our desires. You see, there's a connection between wandering and deception. You don't think that you're wandering until it is too late and you realize that you're lost. Friend, have you found yourself susceptible to wander? James wants us to recognize the serious nature of spiritual wandering. And we live in a day when our culture is leading many away from the truth and into deception. It all starts with a little wandering into things that we know God has said is wrong or enticing people to think that this world, this brief little life, is all there is. So we should spend all our energy seeking fading glories. And we're forfeiting our eternal souls. It was no different in James' day. And James sees dear ones he loves wandering. And what does he do? Does he say, go call the elders, like he did earlier for sickness? No, James says, someone. We should all seek to be that someone. I recently preached on the Good Samaritan where the lawyer asked, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus turned that question around and asked, Who was the neighbor to that man in the ditch? Jesus does not place fences up to tell us who to love, and neither should we. James tells us to bring back the wanderer. And what are some steps that we should take? Well, obviously, we should pray, as James has been saying in this whole section. We should also be willing to go after them, to spend time with them, showing them gentleness. 
and we should also then be brave, speaking the truth in love. James says, let him who knows, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. By going after, by restoring the wanderer, we will save that person's soul from death. Now, it's likely James is speaking about the wanderer's soul, but we could make the argument that the soul being saved is our own. Remember, James has been saying throughout this letter that ours must be a faith that works. Yes, we confess that God alone saves, but he sometimes uses folks like us to be part of his rescue mission to save others from this evil world. And this world is not going to applaud us, and it very well may be hostile to us for doing so. Do you know that the Gestapo caught Irina Sendler, and they beat her and broke her legs and her feet, but she refused to give up any names. So they drove her off to be executed. She ended up being saved by friends who bribed the guards. And you know what she did then? She went back to saving children under a new identity. Every day for her was seeking to smuggle yet another one out, seeking out those who are going to be destroyed. That is what a true hero looks like, my friends. Irina is a picture of the person who is passionately concerned for those who are prone to be snared by evil. She understood what we should. This world will snag you and it will treat you like trash, but God's kingdom will save you and treat you like treasure. And anyone can be that someone joining in the greatest rescue mission in human history, which is James' whole point when you consider the bookends of this letter. James began by bringing truth to those who had been scattered throughout the world and were prone to wander. And he now ends his letter by calling you and I to do the same. I hope that you have grown in your faith. We've come to the end of this wonderful series of devotions in the letter of the Apostle James. I encourage you to remember who you are and who you belong to. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for James, this bottomless well of truth, and that you have shown to us the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for these final words today, which encourage us to come to you as those prone to wander. And we ask that our eyes will be open to see how we fail to love you and our neighbors. Heal us, Lord, as we confess our sins and intercede for one another. We ask you to remind us by your Spirit, through your Word, that as we feast on the benefits that you have so graciously given, that we will be moved to reach out to those who have strayed. Give us hearts to intercede, love to reach out, gentleness to restore, courage to correct, and joy to celebrate with the holy angels when you bring the wanderer back. Bring all the strangers home, Lord. Bring all of us home. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Here is some more October event round two. Starting with a pumpkin train. The pumpkin train will take place at the Litter River Railroad in Coldwater, Michigan. More information on that you can find at www.littleriverrailroad.com. And that is happening October 10th, 17th, and 24th. There also are Monday, October 25th at Four Winds Field will be stew and scoops, swoops, cops and goblins from 5 to 7 p.m. Tickets are required for this event. Downtown South Bend at the Robertson Community Learning Center will have a trunk and treat on Thursday, October 28th from 4.30 to 6 p.m. And their address is 1004 North Eddy. The City of Goshen will have trick-or-treating on October 30th from 5.30 to 8. There also will be a trunk or treat happening on October 28th from 5 to 7 in Newton Park. Downtown Elkhart will have Trick or Treat on Main Street on Saturday, October 30th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. There will be a Halloween party on Saturday, October 23rd from 6 to 8 at the Star Martial Arts Building. There's also will be Trick or Treat 
Trails on Saturday, October 30th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Swan Lake Resort. On October 13th at John Adams High School from 6 to 7.30 p.m., there will be a track or treat pre-Halloween event. There also will be a trunk or treat at the Peace Lutheran Church in St. Joseph, Michigan on Saturday, October 23rd starting at 3 p.m. And then October 29th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., there will be trick or treating Halloween style at Elkhart County Fairgrounds. Hope you have a wonderful time enjoying some of the Adams family music as well as some of the October events happening. Take care and have a wonderful week. Profile America, Friday, October 8th. Among many observances, October seeks to encourage a community of Americans who face some of life's greatest challenges. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month a campaign that raises awareness about disability employment issues and celebrates the contributions of America's workers with disabilities. Its roots go back to 1945 when Congress declared the first week in October National Employ the Physically Handicapped Week. In 1962, the word physically was removed. In 1988, Congress expanded the week to a month which resulted in the current name. The leading types of disabilities among those employed are ambulatory, hearing, and cognitive issues. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov. All right, join us next week. Our morning show again will be from 6 a.m. to 8.45 a.m. on our iRadio server. You can check out our podcasts anytime through Anchor or other podcast download locations like Apple and so on. Take care. May God bless you and keep you. We'll see you next week.